You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the All About Real Estate Edition. I am your host, Todd Schneck, joined by my co-host and friend, Carol Morgan. Before we kick things off, however, we want to thank New American Funding for being our 2020 show sponsor, our ninth year on the air. It has been great to have them as our partner this year, and we're so grateful that they're supporting this fine show. All right. Good morning, Carol. It's going to be a fun conversation. I know you've done a lot of projects with this lady recently. I'm looking forward to it. Kick us off. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So everybody hold on to your hats. We're going to reveal some statistics and some interesting tidbits that are going to surprise you. We're joined today by Leah Fellows. She's the owner of Blue Gypsy Inc. And she is a national online sales counselor trainer. And today we're going to be talking about the 2020 online homebuyer mystery shop report that Blue Gypsy Inc. did in conjunction with Denim Marketing and Melinda Brody and Company. So this is going to be a very, very fun conversation. Welcome to the show, Leah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Well, we're excited too. too. Uh, appreciate you making time to join us. I know you're awfully busy, so grateful for you to swing by. Uh, Leah, before we dive into all these things, Carol, just uh, tipped uh, for us, uh, take a quick few seconds, tell us a bit about you and your background. So I have actually been working in the real estate industry for 14 plus years, since 2006. I actually was a sailboat captain, a dive instructor, and a backpacker for 13 years prior to that. And I ended up in the real estate industry by accident and never intended to stay. But now here we are 14 plus years into real estate. It's lasted longer than my gypsy lifestyle. So I started out as a site assistant and then I became an online sales counselor in 2007, back when people didn't really know what online sales counselors were. So I fielded leads for builders for three years on my uh, working for a builder in-house. And then I started my company in 2010, which is Blue Gypsy Inc. Well, and it's the perfect backstory on why you named it Blue Gypsy (laughs) Gypsy Inc. So let's just segue into telling us a little bit more about Blue Gypsy Inc. What do you do? Who do you serve? Yeah. And it's funny, it's morphed over the years. It started out I started out remotely as an online sales counselor to builders and worked remotely for several years. And I also worked with other industry experts doing a lot of social media marketing, that sort of thing, uh, newsletters, all that stuff. I mean, it was on the rise. And that's actually how Carol and I met back, I want to say like 2008-ish or nine when Twitter first took off. We were both early adopters of Twitter. And so we met through Twitter all those years ago. And it's kind of funny because that's kind of what I did in the very beginning. But I was encouraged by one of my mentors, Myers Barnes, to begin online sales training because I had such a strong background in it. And he said, there's not enough trainers out there and you really know what to do. And I had put together the programs for several builders. So in about 2014, I started training where I would go in and help a builder hire and train an online sales counselor to do all the things they needed to do to become successful. So now I consider myself an online sales counselor concierge service or a boutique trainer because I really only work with maybe six to eight to 12 builders a year. And that's by choice. I don't really want to work with 50 builders a year and try to put together something that I think is 
you know, more standardizing the, the role because everybody has their own needs and their own pain points. And so this way I'm able to dig in and work with a builder as they need it and where they need it. So I work with builders all across the country, probably like 12 or 14 different states or more. And uh, it's really been a good time so far. And this year has been busy. Well, I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, And it's funny that you two met on Twitter because Carol and I also met on Twitter. And nine years later, here we are still doing this show. So uh, funny how uh, people connect. All right. So this uh, online sales counselor training, tell us more about the training itself and kind of how how that process unfolds. And and you mentioned that you work with a fixed amount of builders, but talk about that perfect client. What do they look like? So, well, that perfect client is someone who really knows that they need to change. They know they need to change and they're willing to make a commitment from the top down. They understand that online sales is important. It's the very top of the lead generation funnel. So all those marketers out there are generating all these leads for builders. And those leads are distributed to either one person, if it's an online sales counselor, or sometimes they're distributed out to like every agent out on site. And so this online sales program, it really creates a tracking and accountability, a process, a lead follow-up process. So generation is one thing, but how do you follow that up, find out, help that person along their buyer's journey, and then get them to set an appointment and go in and then eventually make the sale right? And we find that even though a lot of people know what an online sales counselor is now, there's still builders out there that don't, right? And we get into that a little bit in the survey. And there are also people who know they need it, they put someone in place, but have they really given them the right tools, the right information and the right process to succeed? And so that training really talks about creating that right process and getting things sorted down so that you're not going through the growing pains of a program that's not producing. And we have benchmarks. I mean, online sales has been around, this makes me sound old, since the turn of the century, right? (laughs) It's really been around since the early 2000s. But yet some people think it's still so new. Yet we have benchmarks and we've seen the changes happen over the last decade of what OSCs can produce for a builder. From, and we really look at those numbers strongly, like appointments to sales and then OSC sales to overall sales in the company. And those are two benchmarks we really look at strongly in order to create a strong program. So I hope yeah. that answered the question. Yeah, I think that answered the question. And it's, you know, it's interesting that you say you've been really busy during COVID. And I think that you know COVID has caused our industry to really change a lot and to consider online sales and even more than ever, because so much more has had to be done online. And I guess it's important to know that this survey was done during COVID. Yeah. So I guess the biggest question is, you know, as, as we put this together, and, and, you know, clearly we all kind of compiled a list of builders and looked at who we wanted surveyed on this. And you know, we surveyed 50 builders across the whole U.S. of different sizes. But, you know, what was your kind of biggest takeaway and biggest aha that you'd like to share? It's funny because it wasn't, it really wasn't surprising. Like the, the, the aha was that, aha, we still don't have this dialed in. Right. <laughs> and the aha was that, well, one of the statistics that's important is we found that 58% had OSCs and 42% didn't. And yet of those, the OSCs were 
97% of them were responsive versus mm-hmm. 3% not. Whereas it was a little bit more like over 50% of the builders were not as responsive and didn't have OSCs. I mean, that's what we're seeing is that when you don't funnel all your leads to one source first and you kind of scatter them across, you're not seeing how your entire process is being handled and how that buyer journey is working. And that's mm-hmm. really what it is. So that was one of my takeaways is, is I would love to see 100% of the builders having OSCs and having really well dialed in programs. So, Well, I suppose I could ask both of you this. Uh, any other takeaways that were surprising or maybe expected that you guys can yeah. share from, from this uh, study? I- You know, I just think overall, it was a little disappointing to still see that we have people not responding at all, just not answering or the number of phone calls. You know, when you type in a phone number and give someone your phone number, that number was terrible. It was incredibly low. And you would think, you know, again, here's this dedicated salesperson, you know, in the case of the OSC, or even the sales rep out in the field, you know, they're trying to sell something. You'd think they would pick up the phone and call. But I really think we have a whole, it's not even a generation anymore. We've got an entire culture of people who are immune to picking up a phone. It's just not something they do anymore. I agree so much. And this is the thing is someone gives you your phone, their phone number, they want a call. Mm-hmm. If they gave you a fake phone number, they are saying they don't want a call. So yeah, that was a big one. Like, Here's some pretty interesting statistics or, or things that came up. The longest wait for a single email, for an initial email to come from any of the builders was 11 days. Can you imagine waiting 11 days? You inquire and 11 days later, you get an email. And the longest wait for an initial phone call was seven days. Seven days. I mean, that person has moved on. You call them, they're like, I don't know what this is about. You know, <laughs> well, they've probably already bought from someone else during that time, or they, down, you know, they they're working their way through the competitors. They really, they really did. So there's a lot, and the frequency of the follow up was very, very. You know, some people did a great job. Usually, it was always the numbers were better on the online sales counselor side, and mm-hmm. sometimes I was like, oh, some of the online sales counselors really disappointed me because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. And my question is. How was that program set up in the first place? So let me ask both of you to address this question. Do you anticipate that these builders will improve on this as a result of COVID and how it's making us reimagine and and redo how we approach the market for selling homes? I think they have no choice. I mean, they really, really, it's kind of adapt or, or die, you know? And I think we're at a turning point where if you don't dial in your process, and really figure out how you're going to help your customer and how you're going to make it easy for a customer, they're going to go where someone has figured it out. So I would hope so. But there's always going to be those builders that think they have it right and they don't. So you've got that too. And we've got consumers who are used to a personal response with a much lower price point. You know, you think about women's clothing and how, you know, once you've gone on, I don't know, I'll pick on Talbots. Once you've gone on Talbots and you've played around a little bit, they'll start, you know, sending you more email. Oh, did you forget these items in your shopping cart? Oh, Carol, we saw you like this. You know, we're talking a 
you know, an item that's less than $100 and they can do that kind of personal follow-up, yet we have a home builder trying to sell them a 300000 you know, 300000 and up for the most part home that can't even send them a personal email or respond within 11 days. So to me, it's a little bit of a, it's a miss there. We've got to get that closer in line and figure mm-hmm. out how to get the system working for more of our builders. And I really think that it's important to take a look at how we follow up with people because there's a difference between a very personalized response and a marketing response. And both of those have value within the follow-up process. You've got to have marketing emails that go out. Mm -hmm. Should it be, I mean, two builders sent 17 marketing emails on top of their follow-up. They had follow-up. They had personalized follow-up process. Can you imagine someone, it's like drinking through a fire hose. You'd be like at at the fifth marketing email. It didn't matter whether personal stuff was coming my way. I'd be like, unsubscribe me. 17 over 30 days, right? Over 30 days. That's that's more than every other day. Plus they did their follow-up, which I commend them for doing their follow-up process, but you don't need that many marketing emails in that time period. And so... Really having that very honed in personalized response is important. And it's important to diversify those touch points. And in our report, we talk about, I think only 10% of the builders even sent a single video email. Only 10% of the builders sent a single text message. So there was not a diverse touch point. And It'll be interesting when you dive in and see like the, some of the numbers we find out about how much video email, how powerful that can be for any industry. Think you need 20% down to become a homeowner? Think again. What if you could buy a home without a down payment? That's right. New American Funding understands that saving for a down payment can be difficult. They have competitive loan programs that can get you into a new home. Their 100% FHA financing loan program makes getting into a new home with no down payment possible. Let one of their home loan professionals pre-qualify you. Contact a new American Funding loan officer today to find out more about these niche loan programs and start your home ownership journey. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. Three five four zero. I kind of think that is one of the areas we'll see more improvement because of COVID. People have gotten more comfortable on video mm-hmm. and probably more comfortable texting with you know prospects as well. So I'm very hopeful that that's going to be a win for us as we head into 2021 and 2022, that we're going to see more of that and it'll become more routine versus the anomaly. I think so. I well, that's a great segue into, you know, what are some of the best practices that we're gleaning from this research and, and this survey? You know, a lot of these guys responded to an autoresponder. I mean, that's probably a lesson there, right? Talk about that and, and, others, and some other key lessons and best practices that we can learn from this. So it's interesting because part of this, the way we did this research is we went, we had shopper accounts go to all of these builders' websites and fill out a website form. And they included first, last name, email address, phone number, and usually a question, okay? And something that said they were interested. 
And only 60% of the builders even sent an autoresponder. So an autoresponder is a great placeholder. Mm-hmm. I mean, we say best, you ask best practices. You've got to follow up in five minutes or less. I think there's a statistic out there and we included in our survey from another research company. It's not our statistic that if you respond in a minute or less, you're 200, it's either two or 381 times more likely to convert that into a lead. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because we know that people fill out forms all the time, but they don't necessarily become a lead that converses with us. Okay. So the quicker we are to the information, to give them the information they want, the quicker we are to create that rapport and that relationship. And that's what I just want to know that they got it. Right. Right. Well, that's that's pretty, yeah, that's what the autoresponder does. Thank you so much for your inquiry. You know, a little bit more about us. We'll get back with you as soon as possible. So that's only 60% sent that out. So that, that 60%, who knows, you know, that went into ether, right? And yes, it buys you a little time. So I feel like that autoresponder buys you time, especially on a busy day or crazy Mm -hmm. COVID madness, when maybe we can't make that call in five minutes or less. Maybe it's going to be 20 minutes, but at least the autoresponder went out, right? Right. And we don't even give OSCs points for that in the scorecards that we do when we do an online sales counselor shop, but it's still something that we give in the mini marketing scorecard. You know, you Mm -hmm. need to have that as part of your marketing plan. So yeah, they should have an autoresponder. That should be 100%. Then after the auto response, how soon would you like to see them have some sort of personal contact and outreach? As quickly as possible. It's got to be fast. I mean, I can say that during COVID, it's been hard because a lot of the leads have been funneled into the builders that would have normally been walk-in traffic that are coming to these OSCs. And some online sales counselors are completely flooded with leads. And we've got to stop saying, well, this is temporary because it is the new normal. And so in places where we had only a single online sales counselor, we probably now need teams. We need teams of OSCs. We need a team. These are your first responders. This is the image of your website. Your website is now your model home. And how are you going to man that? And if you had 50 people a day walking through your model home, would you really only have one agent on site? Or would you have a team? And that's what you have to start thinking about with OSCs. It's a great point. Yeah. Any other? learnings from this process that would uh, supplement our best practices? Any other key things to think about? To me, seem obvious, but (laughs) perhaps they're not. There's just so much good information to be had once you really kind of pour over the survey. I think it, it, you know, it's always hard to say what could have happened or what might have happened because we are testing the response, the cadence of the response, because we know that it takes eight to 12 touch points to create an an appointment or a sale, right? So you've got to get that in in that first 30 days. And so the fact that so many of the builders out there weren't, still aren't doing that, that's a good, you know, takeaway. You've got to get those touch points in. You've got to figure out, and you, you have to stop thinking you're bothering the person. They're giving you their information. I mean, you're bothering them if you're sending 17 marketing emails. Right. But if you have a well-crafted follow-up, personalized follow-up plan, then it's not a bother. It's, it builds on itself and it builds rapport and relationships. And eventually, they will respond. And you have to understand that just because someone doesn't respond after the first phone call or the first email doesn't mean they're not interested. It just means life gets busy. And you do have to stay in a non, 
aggressive way, reminding them, hey, I'm here to help you. Hey, this is what I'm here for. And that's, that's how you really set up a proper follow-up process. All right. Wow. Exciting stuff. Uh, I appreciate you sharing some of these uh, insights from, from the survey work. We're running low on time. Uh, what I would like to ask you, though, is uh, there are those listening who would probably like to dive into these numbers. Uh, so in closing, uh, how can they find you? If they ask some questions, where can they learn more about Blue Gypsy Inc.? And most importantly, where will they be able to get their hands on the results of this research study? Great, great question. Well, it's wonderful because we partnered with Melinda Brody and Company, who is known for doing mystery shops, and of course, Denim Marketing, who does great marketing and design work. And we put together this survey and all three companies have a downloadable version on their website now. So you can go to bluegypsyinc.com or Denim Marketing or Melinda Brody and Company and find that survey. And I'm sure you'll probably put links to that, right? We in, will. In show notes. So, yep. But that's where they can go to get the full survey, download it, and ask any of us questions in any realm that they, they have questions, which we're here for. So. Outstanding. Leah Fellows, founder and owner of Blue Gypsy Inc. Leah, it was a great pleasure to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and joining us. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that wraps this week's All About Real Estate Edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schneck. That is all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here tomorrow. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.